a wife and a mother and an insurance agency owner, a friend and a PTA advocate. I am so excited to talk about all of the things that I find most precious here within our community, within our lives, and within our faith, friendships, and relationships. Here on Heather's Most Precious. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Heather's Most Precious. I am so excited to be with Leo today. Hello, Heather. I am so excited to finally be doing this. We've been talking about this for so long. Right. So, so long, so I'm so glad to finally be here. And it's here. It sure is. It oh sure my is. goodness, I'm so excited. Liam is the podcast producer mm-hmm. and host and star yes. of, of almost a year. Almost here. a year. Almost a year yeah, of sure Crime has. Over Wine. Yes. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, well, first of all, Heather, I have to get into the, right into the into the good stuff here, right? My mom always told me never to go anywhere without a bottle of wine, um, and so of course I had to bring out the bottle of wine for okay. the podcast. And so, if you don't mind, we're gonna we'll we'll sip on this. A here we bit, go, because um, that's what we do on Crime Over Wine. <laughs> but yeah, no, you know, Crime Over Wine um, is you know is my child. First of all, right? Of course, mm-hmm. I mean, I care about it so much. Um, but I you know grew up. Um, you know, watching the ID channel with mom, like drinking wine with mom, like that yeah. was like so much part of my upbringing. Um, and so it really, it makes sense. Like anyone who knows me knows right. is like, here's crumb of wine. And they're like, that is like, that is Liam <laughs> to a T. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I started the podcast, um, like you said, about a year ago um, to advocate for people. I am not one who likes to be ignored by any means. Again, yeah. anyone who, who knows who knows me very true. Um, knows that I'm the <laughs> loudest person in the room almost always. Um, and so I, you know, I advocate for myself very well. And yeah. so I use that um, as a, as a opportunity, as this medium to advocate for other people. And so that's what we do every week on, on Crime Over Wine. I love that yeah. and share really interesting stories. Now, you are not the typical crime podcast yes. like everybody else. Yeah, yeah. You're not just the gore and the Correct. wife who, you know, drove her kids into a pond. Well, Tell yeah. us why, like, what kind of stories intrigue you and how are you different? Well, and you, so our tagline is head scratching true crime stories. And mm-hmm. so we do try to, I, I try to do something a little bit different um, than, than what everyone else is doing. But I also, again, do it because one of the reasons why I wanted to start the podcast. So my, ba- my formal background, um, I was a local news reporter um, here in Chattanooga for two years for mm-hmm. in North Carolina before that um, and so I you know I would listen to, to true crime podcasts and like once I would finish my my latest one I would start a new one and I would get onto these podcasts and listen to these podcasts and just like really like there are some of them out there that are insulting you know what oh, I mean in terms yeah. of just like like not keeping the victim in mind not keeping the the mm-hmm. family members in, in mind who are still out there right um and so right. I really wanted to to create a platform um where I can you know where I can do it do it and do it right you know yeah. what I mean because like I you know I'm a very empathetic person or at least mm-hmm. I like to think so and so I um wanted to create this platform where I can share people's stories and like ke- constantly keep that in mind and you you know, Michael, you know, who, uh, who the, um, the creator of the Podnuka Network, which yes. we're both part of, yeah. um, you know, ha- said, and I think he, I recently found out that he still listens to someone once, but I'm, I still, I've stolen it from him um, to create the podcast that you want to listen to, right? And so yes. I wanted to listen to a podcast, a new True Crime podcast that was actually keeping, you know, victims and victims' family members at the at front of mind. And so that's mm-hmm. what I did. I, cr- I created it because I was like, if, if nobody else is going to, not nobody else, but if, if other people aren't going to do it right, then I'm going to be the, the person who actually does yeah. it right. So, I love that. And I love that there are always 
not only is it head scratching, mm-hmm. but you always have the wine aspect yes. where we're learning something new. You know, I mean, with my, I want to change perspectives. I want people to want to grow. We yeah. shouldn't always want to stay the same person. Absolutely. And I'm someone who doesn't like change, but I, I don't want to be who I am when I'm 53 years yeah, old. Right, right. Right. I want to have changed and evolved and learned yeah. and grown all of this stuff. And I feel like you allow us to do that yeah. as well and to hear about new either wines that we want to try or maybe stories that you then want to go investigate and compare and all of that. Right. And what has been the best part of Crime Over Wine? Man, um, the best part. I mean, well, for starters, so, you know, went into my crime palette or excuse me, my wine palette, excuse me, um, was always, you know, very traditional. Right. And so yeah. I have really branched out, um, in terms of the, the wine that I like to, to I like to drink and the, and the, Thank that, you. oh yes, very much so. And we always do this on crime. Of a of course cheers, we do. Cheers, of course. Cheers. Always. Um, and so, you know, I, you know, I've been able to branch out. I've been able to, um, try new things and, you know, tr- try wines that I never, that I never would even, would have even, you know, you know, touched or, you know, let alone right. bought before. Um, and so that has really helped helped a lot too. But, you know, of course, the, the number one thing that I have, um, that I've, you know, really attached myself to um, has been being able to, uh, again, advocate for people whose voices were quite literally stolen from right. them. Right. And so that's, I mean, you really think about that. Like I've like, it hasn't really sunk into me. Mm-hmm. It didn't really sink into me until after I really got into the podcast and like really started going and like was reaching a, a lot mm-hmm. of people. Um, like how, like how powerful that is to like, be able to like like even if it's like a very small like the smallest amount to be able to like to share someone's story advocate right. on behalf of somebody who can't advocate for themselves mm-hmm. um which is you know again it, you don't have to be dead to, mm-hmm. to to acknowledge that that's you know a a you know significant thing that you know if, to have someone's to have their your voice stolen from you to have your your power right. stolen from you in one way or another um and so that's really that's really fascinating and so i um you know, I think a lot about, and, and again, this was a case very much so that, that mm-hmm. uh, my friend um, Joseph Kennedy did all the work on and, and graciously lent, lent over to me to, so I can share with my listeners, but um, uh, Betty, the Betty Willis case, we covered it multiple times yes. on, on the podcast. Yes. Um, and that is just one of those cases that has just stood out to me, right? right. Because, um, and again, go listen to it if you, if you haven't, but um, it is, it, you know, to give you the kind of like the shorthand version here, it's this woman who just had everything going for her and like right. truly Really, like, like could have been the epitome of God, good, right? <laughs> the epitome of good, but like, and could have been like the next, like Aretha Franklin, right? like had this beautiful right? voice, um, and had it stolen from her, like in one way. And again, listen to the episode, like in one way or another, like her life kind of takes a left turn, yeah. and um, and so, and you know, long story short, she ends up you know dead on the streets of Santa Ana, California, um, and five years later, um, her her killer was caught in the act mm-hmm. um, and still hadn't hadn't been convicted for it. And so, you know, we, you know, I, I got involved um, before, the, you know, he's been, since been convicted, but I got mm-hmm. involved um, before he was even convicted. Um, and to, and again, it, it, that's really kind of when it hit me when I was like, I'm doing something, you know, and, and you know, moving the needle on things. Right. Um, You're even making a difference. Yeah, right, exactly. And that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what it has to be all about. Otherwise, right. what's the point? So. And how rewarding that is. When you know that you're making a difference, mm-hmm. you know, so often people want to do good and they want to do the right thing and their intentions are good, but you rarely get to see the good right. or feel the good because at the end of the day, you're, there, there's work, there's stresses, yeah, right, all of absolutely. this that 
kind of shadows those feelings sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or the negativity that, you know, shadows the one negative voice, right? We've Sh- talked about that kind of Absolutely. shadows everything. Absolutely. And so how, how rewarding, and mm-hmm. especially in this case. Yeah, right. To have been an aid mm-hmm. in bringing yeah. Her killer to justice. Yeah. Well, and who's wow. to say if we ever, if we never got involved with that, he never would have went to trial and never would have gotten dead. He wouldn't have. It's all you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's it's nice to it's nice to think, you know, and and you know, and again, right. her family, her family who's still alive, you know, like very much so believes that that we got involved in the, and we moved the needle on it yeah. um, because they've said it to me, and so like that's like that, oh. you know, even if. Even if it wasn't true, even if you know crime over wine never existed, he never, he mm-hmm. you know he everything would have happened the exact same way. Um, the fact that the family members feel like their like their voices are being right. heard um, that's the important thing. They were acknowledged and valued and right. seen, right? right? And that's a big deal. Right? Um, are any of the things I know that is a specific family that you did mm-hmm. touch base with and you were able to communicate with? Do you still communicate with them or with people that have been apart? Yeah. So we actually um, just this past Monday we uh, we dropped an episode with um, with uh, Betty's daughter, um, which with it was oh. a conversation with um, with myself, Joseph Kennedy, and, and Stephanie Walker, okay. um, which was I mean delightful. I mean that that was like I, I gained chills just thinking about yeah, you know course. about being able to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean you know as again as local news reporter, there were several cases that I that I that I covered um, that I you know have, have since covered on Crime Over Wine. Um, and so, you know, I am constantly trying to make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I got the most updated information. Mm-hmm. Hey, is there anything like, can we, can we share this in any other way, shape or form? Like I, you, you have to, cause again, like that is like, that's the whole point, like for me right. anyways, right? Like the whole point is, um, is to, is to get that, to get that out there. And it's not, yeah. cause again, like so many of these podcasts are all about like the gory and the, and, right. the, and, and the entertainment and it's all, like, that's, that's the whole point. And it's, and it's, and you know, there are like those crazy moments in the case that are funny you know what i mean and right. nothing about what we talk about is funny you know what right. i mean like nothing nothing that we that we discuss right. is supposed to be entertaining for you it's supposed mm-hmm. to make you feel like you're like you want to do something about it right um and so that's what we try to do um and so so you have to bring the family members along in order to do that that's right. how i feel that's good yeah. and what i like is that you are intentionally telling the story and and the the perspective of the family, the truths, right, that you have mm-hmm. been able to discover um, in order to shed light on it and encourage people to take action, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. Oh, it sure is. Yeah. And again, so we, we always try to, you know, I, I try to cover more unsolved cases um, yes. on the podcast, right? Because yeah. I firmly believe that those are the, by and large, by and far the more, the, the, the much more important cases to talk right. about. Not to say that the solved cases aren't important mm-hmm. to talk about, but the, the unsolved cases, um, there's, some, there's power there, right? right? To be able to, um, cause, cause at the end of the day, like, you know, we're all, you know, chugging along in our mm-hmm. lives, right? Like we have, like, we've got bills to pay. We've got to do this. At, at, we have to pick up the, the kids after school. Like yeah. we have, like we are all living our lives. And so it's so easy to, and we've seen it time and time again, um, to, you know, to just gloss over things that just didn't sit right with you. Right. Um, and so the power of podcasts, I think so anyways, um, is you can listen to them mm-hmm. while you're doing anything. Oh, yeah. Right. And so, um, so the busy, you know, those kind of people who are just constantly trying to just get to the next thing mm-hmm. can listen to this and, you know, may, and maybe there's that thing that struck you, yeah. you know, driving on Lee highway in Chattanooga, um, you know, a couple of years ago that you're like, Oh, like, you're right. Like, actually I was there. Like I yeah. saw 
like that car that like was a little out of out of place right um and and to be able to call in and, and do something and right. so that's why you know on the unsolved cases we always end the episode with it hey if you know anything you have to like here's the number here's how you call you mm-hmm. can visit this link you can sign this this petition if there was an injustice done mm-hmm. um we try to link to that in the in our show notes too um because that's that's again it's it's all about trying to um trying to um, you know, encourage people to actually to, to give people a reason to get in, to get invested right. in these cases. That's how I feel about it. And that becomes a crucial piece. And yeah. if you're encouraging people to come forward, that may yeah. know something, right? Because uh, remember, he's funny, isn't it? Like you, mm-hmm. there is a you, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but how often are we silent? Or mm-hmm. how often are we unaware? Just because mm-hmm. we're we're either chaotic with our right. schedules, life is crazy, our, right? Yeah, and we can understand that. But when you take the time to sit down and intentionally share, right. that right. does allow them the opportunity right. to to remember and to come forward, yeah. and that's yeah. a big deal. Well, yeah, and I and the yeah. and too like I always say like even if if it's just sharing the episode to your friends, right? That's that's doing work. That's Something, that's yeah. that's getting involved and that's getting invested. That is awesome. Yeah. Now, I know we're talking about unsolved cases. Some of them have been solved, mm-hmm. but a lot of the cold cases. Um, how often do you think, or maybe you've seen, um, and this could just be how I think, that there are the, the, the power in solving the cold cases, most of the time, that is not a singular event or occurrence. Mm-hmm. Am I correct in thinking that? Yeah. Or is that something that you think these are just kind of uh, you know, offhanded one time? events um the the ones that are the ones that aren't solved correct oh no there are so many unsolved cases out there again that need your attention like right at this very second you know what i mean and so um yeah i mean i i the the one of the ways that i find these find cold cases is almost every agency like lists them on their website frankly because mm-hmm. that's how they they get tips is you know hey yeah. look in our gold cases see if anyone looks familiar kind of thing yeah. um see if anything rings a bell um and so that that's that that's 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 a critical you know a critical pieces is is just is just exposing mm-hmm. um people to them exposing as many people as possible to them mm-hmm. because again it could it like i've seen cases be solved by less than um than you know just some someone who who noticed like that car that wasn't in the right space mm-hmm. like someone who who you know who who thought something was so insignificant but turned out to be like Case so breaking. like the yeah. piece that they were looking for to solve this thing yeah so that's crucial. Is that what you're looking for? Um, so, how may, how often do you think that a cold case is not the person who was at large, right? Who mm-hmm. has not been found, mm. right? How often Wrongfully do you think accused? Is that what you're well, no. Um, yeah. How long do you, or how often do you think that? This cold case may be related to something else. Like this killer is doing more than just oh, this thing. Oh, interesting. You know, it's so funny you said that. So I, um, because I was just listening to an episode actually, and this is nothing to do with crime over wine, except the fact that it's crime. Um, but um, but about you know how there was um, there was a killer who who you know went and and I was just listening to the thing, and I realized that they were talking about the exact same bar and location as a case that I was researching. What? And I was like, what? I was, and it was like 20 years earlier, or like maybe even 30 years earlier than, than the case I was looking at. But I was like, that is 
think about that. Like, think about think about that for a second. Like, no. two people when when like yeah. vanish from the, from the same bar. Like, uh, like oh my gosh, that and has so to connect, that, right? In some way, right? right? Like, if it was somebody's brother, and like, the, I, if I remember correctly, like the the person who um, who the case I was researching, um, the person who who was found to be um, responsible for that um, crime um, was wasn't even like born during this time, right. time. So like, there was no like direct connection, but like, um, but but Just how coincidental? How coincidental, right? And like, po- and police like think about that too you good know I mean? okay because because if you like if like they know like if they know that like crimes tend to be committed in this part of the area yeah then you know that helps them you know if they know good. that the, the crimes committed here if they have lived experience mm-hmm. investing in a crime here that's important so to your point <laughs> you know crime world is very small um right. and there are so many um you know, um, you know, opportunities where it's just like I always say, I don't believe in coincidences a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't believe in coincidences, coincidences when they come when it comes to homicide investigations. Right. Um, right. And so there are a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And again, if you listen to to any true crime yep. podcast, let alone Crime Over Wine, you'll start hearing it and go, that's a little too convenient, you know. Right. Um, and so so going to, to your point about, you know, could this person be responsible, this person be responsible um, to, to, in the same crime? Um, it's, it's very, there are, and I can't think of any off the top of my head, unfortunately, right. but like there are, but there are absolutely those situations where it's just, that is just too much of a coincidence, too yes. convenient for me to just be able to write off. Are so. they looking, are police looking at cases, uh, when you say that they compare and they look, are they only looking at things within their own territory and realm or are yeah. they, mm. okay, so mm. they are not so, going cross state, cross country typically. Well, and you know what I've noticed, um, and, and it's, it's unfortunate, but also makes sense if you really think about it. Um, it really depends on the, on the department, right? Like, you know, bigger departments in New York city, that kind of thing, right? right? Like they can, they, they have the resources to be able You're to right. exchange. Yeah. But if you think about like, like Athens, Tennessee, no offense right. to anyone listening from Athens, Tennessee, <laughs> but like super we love small, you. we love you, but like, <laughs> Like super small department, and it's just easier, it would be cheaper, yeah, yeah. Imp- borderline impossible to to be able to communicate. And then there are some I've just noticed that um, some departments that just don't want to. I mean, frankly, they're like apathetic. They're, they're apathetic, and they don't want to. You know, they mm-hmm. they you know they have this mindset of I'm gonna take the lead of this thing. I'm gonna use this thing. I'm gonna ignore the the possibility of, of mm-hmm. you know of being able to connect to a much larger agency because this is my town, um, and I've oh. seen it time and time again. And, yeah. and a lot of times, like there was one case. Um, in I don't necessarily know if this is the truth, but uh, it, but um, but it seemed as though like all directions were pointing this direction. Yeah. Um, it was the Tammy Zawicki case. It was um, I, we did it on episode sixteen, yeah. I believe. Um, what a crazy case, right? I mean, <laughs> that one that one was wild. And so that one crossed state lines though, um, and it and it was several days before they really made the connection between the thing, right. and and it very much so gave that. The people who who found Tammy's body and um, in Missouri mm-hmm. um, weren't like you know once they realized that this was a, a case from a different jurisdiction, mm-hmm. kind of said okay, well yep. that's wash it. your hands of that pretty yeah. much and like and that was like the end of their of their involvement in the investigation. Mm-hmm. And possibly could have missed a very critical critical evidence, mm-hmm. um, which is frustrating, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, right? Like right. So a young girl was murdered. A girl about my age was murdered, right. um, and you're and like you're not going to do a thorough investigation just because right. it like the case belonged to some in, in right. some agency in Illinois. And again, I don't know if that was the case, right. but it seemed like that right. was the case. And so, so almost point, as if they're being stingy with their resources, that it wouldn't be a benefit. Absolutely, 
Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. And I see that a lot with smaller towns. Um, I see that a, a lot yeah. where it's just, um, where it's, it's just, you know, we're, we're, we know, we're, we're mm-hmm. we know the thing. And if some big city is going to get involved, we're not interested. Um, and so mm-hmm. that's, that's unfortunate. Um, it but, it, but, and there are numerous examples of that, um, where, it, and, sure. and if you really think about it too, it makes a, a little bit of sense because, um, you know, think about every, Poli- like I come from along from a from a large family of police officers. Think okay. about police officers. Yeah. Like, like if you know any police officers, like they're pretty, you know, tough, hard headed. You know, like you know, like they like they ha- they have a you know um, you know a, a something to prove to a certain right. extent. You know what I mean? And so it, it does kind of make a little bit of sense if you think about like the personality of a typical police right. officer. And again, not stereotyping in any way. Like, listen, no. we, like we yeah. have to, like we love our police officers. We of have course, to, of on course. Of line. Um, but if you think about the the um, the type of personality, it, it makes sense that they would want to kind of like you know hold it hold it to right. their own. You know, so well, and, and because they're little... not very trusting. Sure. Right. Sure. They want to make sure that they're keeping it in house, and I get that to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, how long typically, just in, in your experience, um, I know that Liam's not a police officer, so don't get me for this, um, but you, you've had years of experience mm-hmm. in this. How often uh, or how long does a cold case stay open before they just basically toss it to the side unless oh, a lead comes in? You know, I, you know, I don't know if there's like a there's like a magic. And again, it depends on the department. Surely. Of course, of course. Um, but, you know, I don't know if there's like a magic number. But I mean, there's there's a certain, you know, and I there are a lot of cold cases that I've covered on the podcast. And you can tell, like, for example, um, we did Sherry Elf- or Elfino um, on my on, on my podcast. Um, I believe yes. that was episode seven or something like that um, on Crime How Online. you know the numbers. You have so many episodes out. How you know the <laughs> no, numbers. I know. I'm like looking to the the side because I'm like, what? Like, where yeah. did I see the name? And, yeah, and yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yes, oh my goodness. But it's, that happened in my, in one of my, um, in the area I grew up in. Um, and you can tell from, from, like that case, I think it was back in like the 80s, I want to oh, say, wow. if I remember correctly. Like the investigators who are assigned to this case even today um, are dedicated to to it even, even to this moment. Wow. Um, which like, I'm sure they've cycled through many at this point. Um, but then there are a lot where you can tell maybe not even a year goes mm-hmm. by without a lead. Right. Um, and, and it just and, seems to be pushed to the side. And they're like, okay, we're good. Um, so it's probably dependent. Obviously, there's probably a lot of moving pieces mm-hmm. that are involved in, in the decision to put a case Surely. aside. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. And, you, and you, there's, and you know, to their credit too, right? Like it's, like an investigator who's done hundreds of, of homicide investigations right. before um, can kind of feel out and know, yes. is there, am I likely to get this one solved mm-hmm. without this, this critical call that I'm waiting on. Right. Um, am I likely to get this one solved? Probably not. And so right. let me focus my energy on cases that I'm much more likely to solve. Yes. So, yeah, no. And that makes sense. And, sure and back to talking yeah. about, right. Us wanting to grow and change your perspectives and all of that. Um, you know, as we, we think about, you just mentioned the homicide officer mm-hmm. that can feel out a case, right. They know what to look for because they've been here before. And most, most murders are pretty similar. They may have a different weapons. They may right. have a different location. Right. But there are typical similar motives, right? Mm-hmm. And there are um, similar, uh, similar, a lot of similarities. Oh yeah. my golly, yeah. right. it's late. <laughs> um, in in right. the way that these these happen, right? right. Crime typically follows a, a pattern, if you will. Yeah. And so, of course, if they have years of experience, which again is why it is so important to consistently want to grow because mm-hmm. of course if, if that homicide officer doesn't shape himself by right. not only experiences and and take that knowledge and allow it to change mm-hmm. i doubt he walked into that right. or she he she mm-hmm. uh, walked into that and 
knew right off the bat how mm -hmm. to solve. Right. You know, it was probably right. so much harder in the beginning right. because right. that's something that you learn from experience and not a textbook. Right. Uh, or with a degree or anything like that. And so I think that also proves that going or even you when you started reporting mm. right how much mm. easier is it now you know what you're oh, looking yeah. for absolutely. you know how to have conversations yeah. with people too absolutely and you know what's is funny is um when you said that like i like we're talking about humans right like right. human and like human like my therapist one told me like you know like our like humans are so much more um you know cyclical and yeah. behavior driven than we even think right like think of about course. like like the patterns of behavior that we yep. all have like even if even if you don't like to think about yourself as a patterned person yeah. like you have patterns of course um, and so certainly you know like criminal behavior same thing right like right. it's it, you can almost like there are a lot of investigators who can almost say with 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 99 certainty oh, yeah. that once this person committed this crime here they went this way because they because you know, know. The, the the road went this way and right. so like they probably didn't take a right turn here they probably made a yeah. left turn because of the way that the road bent right because that's the way human behavior right. i mean but even that's psychologically right that i mean a lot exactly. of that plays into it yeah. it's, i mean it's like the the baseball coach that can watch and exactly. read a book mm -hmm. and and know what pitch was thrown by the way mm -hmm. the wind blew mm -hmm. i mean it's, it's amazing yeah, uh, the way sure. it sounded when it hit the glove and um and yeah. that is the experience right that yeah. you bring with you that you allow to make you better, right, right? or bitter in yeah. one sense, but, <laughs> sure. um, but I think those are the opportunities, and we're talking yeah. about, um, you know, patterns, I'm, my pattern is perfection, because sure. I'm, you know, pretty close to perfect, uh, so, um, perfect yeah, always, yes, this is why we're friends, and we always need friends to lift this up, and um, what, what part, I know, I know that this is your podcast, so I want to talk mm -hmm. about kind of what you do day to day, sure. and how that also helps helps shape the podcast mm -hmm. and yeah. then helps play into that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so again, my background was, um, was local news reporting yes. for, th um, for, uh, uh, five years or so I was a local news reporter. Um, and so I, um, you know, I, and my, part of my, of my rhythm was I would come home, um, and I would open a bottle of wine and turn on my true crime documentary or listen to my favorite I'm shocked. podcast. <laughs> I know. Um, and I was sitting patterns. at right, <laughs> patterns. So true. Um, and I was sitting at home and I was like, you know what? I can't be the only one doing this. Right. Right. And so, um, so you know, so point point being is, I still very much do that today. To be fair, yeah. right? Because like now, the only thing I'm doing extra is like taking notes and writing a script out of what I'm what I'm already doing, anyways. Right. Um, and so I, so point being is, so so today, I mean, what my what my day to day consists of is is simply is is trying to make contact with those people. I was sitting in your parking lot and I was writing yes. family members to see if that if that's if anyone would be interested in in speaking with me. Um, because again, that that's my that's the most important. Thing thing to me is making sure that their voices are heard and if they yeah. want to talk to me and want to feel like that would be you know um you know beneficial to the mm -hmm. case or to them even um you know to cathartic whatever um to be able to talk about this on a podcast mm -hmm. then i want then i want to give them the platform to be able to do that yeah. and if they don't then then that's cool i'm still going to cover your family right. your loved one's case anyways and you've given them a heads up absolutely and given them the opportunity yeah. right which is huge and i right. think too you you mentioned this a little bit but giving them closure mm -hmm. there you're never going to fully i don't think even when a case is you're never going to fully have closure when someone is taken mm -hmm. from you so abruptly and no. and in such a um a lot of these are devastating yeah. and brutal, yeah, absolutely. and no one anticipates that. Right? No, no their not sister, at all. their mom, their daughter, their you know whatever, mm -hmm. um, and and uncle and boyfriend and brother because I said all. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think you never anticipate that. Everyone, um, I know there are a lot of people that think very negatively. I'm not one of them. Mm -hmm. So I, my 97.3 percent positivity. 
and would be like, oh my gosh, nobody would ever do that. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. And of course, mm-hmm. yeah, and this is why I don't do true crime because <laughs> I would cry every day. Yeah. It would yeah. not be right. <laughs> very fulfilling for right. me. Right. But, um, but you are helping to bring that closure piece to them and, mm-hmm. and once again, allowing them the platform to ask for help, yeah. to share how they feel. Um, because I think too, hearing that stuff can also allow us um, being naturally empathetic. We don't know what it's like to not be. Mm-hmm. But for someone that's not, maybe that opens their eyes to, oh, wow, right. I would have automatically thought this. Right. Maybe that helps change perspective. Yeah. Maybe that helps soften them for their mm-hmm. next encounter with someone that they can maybe do uh, communicate in a better way, right? Yeah. Well, and you, and if you really think about it, right? Um, like you'll you're never going to know 100 percent what it feels like to be in right. another person's shoes, um, but you can hear that person. Oh yeah. You can hear what what it's like to be in that person's shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and 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 kind of sense it or imagine, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, and and or at least understand it, right? Mm-hmm. And like that's that's kind of you know that's I feel like that's when we grow, right? Yes. That's when we when we when we do um, when we when we become bigger and better people when we understand each other's lived experiences, mm-hmm. um, and again. Not to say that I'm, you know, the 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 expert in that by any means, right? <laughs> but like I know that that's that has to be true, right? Um, is you know once you once you understand what it's like to be another person, it, it you know and, and live through the things that they've lived through, or at least you know be able to to comprehend it. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be, uh, you know, a, a, a you know a kinder, more more right. you know in, uh, um, encouraging, embracing person. You mm-hmm. have to be so. And I think it, you know, you kind of hit something there. Um, so I do think that, as you said, they embrace, they become more accepting. And I think mm-hmm. when people, once again, it's that perspective. It can change your mind. Maybe you had a preconceived notion. Mm-hmm. And now that allows you to be someone who can think more empathetically toward others. Yeah. Maybe maybe that helps you grow and change in a way that you never mm-hmm. knew that you have allowed because of this yeah. platform. Yeah. Right? Well, and you know, we were just talking about how um, how short life is. Yes. Right? And like, it's so, it's kind of, um, you know, humbling and a little, you know, dis- discouraging almost mm-hmm. at the, all at the same time that when someone passes, that's when, you know, and, and sometimes in the most tragic way, that's when your life is celebrated so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like people, you know, every time someone passes and they go to a funeral or whatever, mm-hmm. people always say, you know, to try to, um, you know, you know um, celebrate people while they're still living yeah. and not while they're, while they're past. And so um, I think that that's, that's the, 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 the takeaway that I've had from this podcast is, you know, really is kind of living every day because like yeah. you truly never know when it's unfortunately kind of, again, we're taking a morbid turn on this podcast, but, still, but you never know what's your t- when it's your time to go. Carpe diem. Right. Whoa, <laughs> that didn't Car- go well. <laughs> okay. To the Southern. You it's me. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, Carpe diem is what I meant to say. I said yes. diem. Right. Oh, man. Well, you know, grandma would be proud. Right. Marlene, right. did you hear that? Oh, man. That was good. Wow. That was good. It's exciting. Fantastic. A little personality it's the wine. there. We'll blame the wine. Oh, right. my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I just can't even speak. Um, <laughs> so speaking of that, this is what I want to encourage. I know we've, we've uh, I know this is way more than what um, the podcast is, but once again, it's perspective, it's growth, it's excitement, it's the curiosity to learn more, to mm-hmm. understand people better, um, and especially people that you may not know. You you may not have ever had anything happen to you, so you mm-hmm. don't realize how right. important life is. We were, we were just talking about my accident, which is almost three years ago now, and welcome to the Heather Show. Here we go. <laughs> and um, how, you know, the, the skid marks were only not even a foot long, and that's how fast my life was changed. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you don't 
think about that. And of course, praise the Lord, I'm here, right? I did right. not, I did not die. And um, people are not at a funeral for me. But everything like that, um, I hate that it takes something big. Absolutely. And I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm someone who's always been larger than life. <laughs> you? <laughs> but really? I know, shocker. <laughs> but I think it's it's so important for people, especially if you have not. I'm so grateful if you have not experienced hardship. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but let let this be an opportunity for us to say, do not wait. Do right. not wait. Right. Choose joy. Choose to be kind. Choose to, if you are not in a career field that you love, Make change it. Change. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're 83. Change it. Mm-hmm. Learn something new. Mm-hmm. Um, choose to be the person that instead of looking at somebody and immediately making a frown or walking away, choose to engage. Um, if you, if your goal is to make someone's day brighter, I guarantee you, you will feel a million times better than they ever did. Yeah, and I'm absolutely. not saying walk around the store and purposefully, you know, and awkwardly, especially if you haven't done it, go with a <laughs> friend. Do <laughs> Come yeah, with yeah. me first. I'll teach you. Yeah. Um, and awkwardly be like, oh, I like your uh, shoes. Yeah, like don't right, do, right. they don't want to think you have a white van in the parking lot waiting for them. <laughs> but <laughs> I encourage you, it's always going to be better for you when you are choosing to uplift people because that changes your mindset, mm-hmm. changes how you are choosing to live your day, right? right? How many times when you when you wake up in the morning, you're like, I'm gonna have a great day. How yeah. many times is your day bad after yeah. that? Right. Very yeah. few, yeah, right? Absolutely. Because it's the mindset. Yeah. Now I'm not saying don't be sad if something bad happens. That is not <laughs> what I'm saying. But but you yeah. can you can help make it a reality and you can definitely help lift other people up you know we always talk about how you never know what someone else is going through and Mm -hmm. you don't yeah so smile and hold doors open and be kind and say hi this is um i feel like even in the south some towns have steered away from that i know the the pandemic Mm -hmm. changed things for people um but choose to go out of your way choose Mm -hmm. to wait five seconds at the stop sign for the wheelchair to cross the road, especially if people are downtown. And if that was you who almost yeah. hit me, you, Called out. you, sir, Called out. Yeah. I hope that you are doing very well mm-hmm. and that your, um, your week mm-hmm. goes really well. Yeah. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> but just always being mindful. Yeah. So what are some ways let's give them yeah. live, give them action. Like you would give at Excellent. the end of yours. Love it. What are some ways that we can celebrate life every yeah. day Yeah. or celebrate each other? Well, you know, I think, and I was, just thinking and I've never really thought about this way but like you don't have to have a podcast to to make a difference or have a platform no nope. right you really no. don't and so I think you you can you know your platform right can just be your your, your little your office mates you know your your, yeah. cub, your cubicle mates those can be people who who you can yes. you can touch and you know again tying it back to the true crime aspect of, of it like that can be um you know you can you know come to work and if you're a true yeah. crime lover like I am um you know you can come you can come into work and you can you know show the picture of that of that you know a young girl who was yes. like, I can't believe that this happened to her. You can share that with somebody, and you know that I promise you, if if a family member of of one of these unsolved you know mm-hmm. cases, um, you know, ha- if if they knew that that was happening, if someone did that, that would make their world right because that's of all that all the like think about one set of eyes right one all set of takes. eyes one set of eyes one set of ears like and uh, and and if you think about you know how how. You know, we're talking about lived experiences, right? Like how traumatizing it mm-hmm. must be. And again, I've never lived through this. 
I don't know if you ever lived through this. Mm-hmm. I hope no one ever has no. to live through this ever again, but mm-hmm. like I'm, odds are it probably will. Think about like how traumatizing every single day it must feel to wake up and not know what happened to your loved one 100%. And live in fear. And so the like yeah. the best gift you can give to somebody like who's in that situation um, is is simply just to, to, to do the absolute bare minimum to, to, to help share that case. So. And that is, that is so simple. Takes two seconds Absolutely. out of your day yeah. to say, "Do you know this?" Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, shoot this yeah. to you by text, share right. it. Yeah, send them Not the link to, this, to the to the episode, right? Absolutely. Or send them send them a picture of, of you know send them the news article. You know, it doesn't it doesn't have to be a crime number one episode, right? right? But right. it can be it can be you know again that's that's the world that I play in, and so that's what yeah. I'm going to talk about, right? And the, it, is that that you can you can you know you can you know do the do the little things, send it send a text to your friend, and you know especially especially if you live in the region of the of the of the case we're talking yes. about here, hundred yes. percent. I mean, you should. And um, if you know someone that lives there, absolutely. that would be a no brainer, right? Right. Absolutely. Let's see that, yeah. but be aware. May help make people aware people don't know mm-hmm. what they don't know right precisely and yeah. so that can definitely be a piece um and i would say an- another way is by by doing the compliments roll yeah. down the window when someone's wearing a pretty dress yeah my family hates <laughs> yeah. when i do that yeah, might have been last week they're like why do you do this yeah. i'm like because they had a pretty dress yeah, right they're gonna um, feel good about themselves they the rest are of the day. Yeah, they absolutely. are tell somebody when when you like their haircut just noticing yeah, something that right. simple the last time I told someone that, they they said that their spouse hadn't noticed and it had been three weeks. Yeah. Um, and so sweet. how how yeah. much better do they feel yeah. that, oh my goodness, I haven't been noticed. Someone yeah. noticed and took the time to say yeah. something. That yeah. puts a pep in their step. Oh, absolutely. So compliment people. Yeah. And don't make it weird, <laughs> but make it fun. <laughs> and you know what? I always feel like whenever I take a little bit of a risk on my outfit for the day, oh, yeah. you know, try a little different color combination, that's when I always get the compliment. It is. And so, yeah. So, and how many times did you step in the mirror and think yeah. so mm, self-consciously like, this? Yeah. oh, this yeah. is me, but... Yeah. Will yeah. this? Is it yeah. professional or is it this or you know? Yeah, and, and you do it, it and, and everyone loves it. Day whenever someone notices, it's and me. Says, yes, like um, little mm-hmm. um, if if people know me, they know this about me. I love my hair, the hair in the chair. Yeah, <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> um, I don't wash my hair, but once every three weeks, mm. and. Um, and I, I know some people are like, oh my gosh, that's gross. Nothing is living in it. I promise it's healthy. And <laughs> um, my hair is very thick and very long. And one day I'll have my hairdresser come on here and tell you that. That is correct. Uh-huh. I'm not weird. But because of that, and you know what makes me the most upset is when I'm on day like 17, 18, you know, I don't feel good. I know I probably am getting close to needing to wash it and I refuse because it takes a long time. I sure does. And you got a lot of hair I do. And I, I, I just don't want to, and especially in this situation too. So when someone compliments that, yeah. I find it very hard to take a compliment because yeah. I'm like, I didn't do anything. I pulled it down and brushed it and you think it's scale. Yeah. Um, but it does. It's still, it's like, okay. Yeah. It's that validation that Absolutely. people need. Everyone always needs that. Whether you think you do or not, mm. it always feels good to be noticed. Yeah. Um, and in a good way. Yeah. And you don't know what they went through. Right. What, what if they got fired? Yeah. What if they right. lost somebody? Right. What if their parent ran away? There are so many things that we don't know that a simple, simple five words. Yeah. Women, we do not have a limit to our word bank. You know that. <laughs> Liam, you don't either. And so there's there's no reason we shouldn't. Yeah. And if we take a moment, which mm-hmm. I always like to do, to think about the joy that you feel when you make someone's day better, that they feel when you see that smile ear to ear because mm-hmm. you've truly made their day or the right. tear that falls down their cheek because right. they were noticed. 
how much better yeah. of a place would this world be in, even mm -hmm. even just in our community, if people went around telling people how great yeah. they were, yeah. how amazing how you are? Looks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Would people not be excited? Yeah. And you know what? I always think about, you know, because I, you know, again, I worked in, in retail and, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, was a server of course, in, of course. in high school and college and all that stuff. And so I always think about, like, the people who were just, like, not nice to me. Like, even if they weren't rude, like, just not nice. And yeah. so I always try to be, like, nice to, to everybody. Like, even if it's not, like, telling them how great their hair looks or how right. great their outfit right. looks. Just being nice to people. Of course has to feel good, right? And right. like again, like just like like giving like giving yourself like giving your a little bit of your energy to them. Yes. Like has to like feels a little bit good. Smile. So, yeah. Hold the door open. Smile. Wave. Yeah. Simple Don't things. Be a jerk. Right. Don't be a jerk. It's very simple. Yeah. It's Absolutely. very simple. Yeah. And think about it, when you when you want to confront someone, some of you are very good at this. Some of you act a little bit too early. Mm -hmm. Um and I have been known to do both. But try to think about it. If yeah. you want to send an email, just read it one more time. Yeah. If you want to have a conversation, <laughs> take a minute, sleep yeah. on it, make sure you have what you need to say. Right. Because so many times if we can just give us a few minutes to breathe, we take the emotion out of it. Yeah. And now I'm not saying, yeah, we can't ever control how people receive things, their response. That is not what we're responsible for. But what we are responsible for is doing our due diligence and our best mm -hmm. to act in a way that is choosing to be intentional with others yeah. Yeah. and look out for their best yeah. interests, right? And I want to tie this back into crime. We just talked okay, about yeah. how we're making people feel good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as she was talking, Elle Woods yeah. said, happy people don't kill That's people. So right? So true. Yeah. And so if we're being happy, yeah. maybe the police will thank us because yeah. there will be less crime. Right. Exactly. Right. There you go. Someone needs a hug. Problem solved. Yeah. Absolutely. There it is. Absolutely. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. Well, let me um, wrap up, um, potentially, right? I'm assuming that's what we're, we're going for here. Um, and I will just say, Heather, your hair looks great. Thank so. you! <laughs> Day seven. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> that is awesome. I do want to ask you, though, in closing, which it's, um, you are just a joy. You, you mm. are the epitome of good. You oh, are well, always you. kind. You are always friendly. Um, I remember when we first met, and of course we had heard about each other, yeah, right. and um, first met to take pictures, Yeah. and I remember Megan coming up to me, she was like, Liam's here and he listens to your podcast, I was like, no he doesn't, uh. and it was just, it, those are just the sweetest thing, but going yeah. around, you and I were both huggers, so yes. that was just an instant Absolutely. thing for us, but it's, it's neat to hear, you can hear the empathy in your podcast. You can hear that you're trying to make a difference, mm. not because you're saying, I'm going to make a difference today, mm, right, but right. because of what you're doing, because you're, you are giving a platform for people to be heard that can't tell their story. Mm -hmm. They can't. And so you are, you are doing your due diligence for them to get that out, to mm. encourage people to share. And so if y'all have not had an opportunity, please go on any streaming network platform, streaming platform. <laughs> there we are. Um, I need you to look up Crime Over Wine. It's an amazing, uh, the way that you do it. And honestly, you can pick and choose. You don't even have to start at the beginning. There are so many yeah. um, to choose from. You've done so many episodes. And especially, are you doing anything special? Your one year is coming up. Are you doing yes, anything special? I am. Um, oh, I wish I could tell you about it, Heather. Okay. I can't just yet. But yes, no, we're doing, we have a lot of really exciting things happening in, in year two that I'm, like, just get me, like, again, just, like, chills just thinking about, like, the ways Aww. that we're going to, like, actually, like, uh, like, 
affect people's lives, right? That's great. Um, and like impact people and advocate for people. Yeah. Like I, we have a lot of really exciting things coming um, in year two, okay. um, along with some things that you know will um, you know help elevate crime over wine, which is always very exciting. Um, awesome, right? Um, yeah. And so, um, including some like like t-shirts and stuff. So um, we have we have some things, okay. I, we have some things in the in the in, in the um, in the works that I'm very very excited about awesome. that are going to um, again just just you know help help you know touch more people's lives and help you know tell more stories yes. um, which is my whole thing is I just want to be able to, to figure out a way to tell as many stories as possible um, awesome. using the platform that I have because that's my whole thing is that I you know really want to give myself as many platforms as possible so that way right. I can give it out to other people and let right. them have it for for a week for an hour yes. for a day for whatever it is I want to be able to, to give them that you know whatever mm -hmm. I build I want to give it out to the people Yes, and you never know who can help, and you yeah. have to get you have to do what you can to have Absolutely. help it spread. And um, where can we find you on social media? Yes. yes, so you can find me on all the social media um, except for TikTok. I refuse to do TikTok, but yep. um, just I, <laughs> and exclusively because I don't understand it. Um, but um, no, Instagram on that's our age. Crime, yeah, yeah, right. um, Instagram at Crime Over Wine, Facebook at Crime Over Wine, Twitter at Crime Over Wine, Threads at Crime Over Wine. Um, you can um, also go and see all of our um, episodes at CrimeOverWine.com, and you can find us anywhere where you get podcasts cool. um, we drop episodes every Wednesday every Wednesday and every we're every Wednesday. Thursday look at that back yeah. to back this yeah, is yeah. exciting every I love Wednesday, that you know <laughs> and in true fashion I want to know what do you find most precious? Oh man, you know, and we had surprisingly, I don't know how this how this hasn't come up in the last hour, right? But, um, <laughs> but my um, my dogs, um, I find mm. the most precious. I don't know how again. I don't know how I went through a whole no. episode without talking about my dogs. But I have the two best rescue dogs in the world. Oh. Um, and again, if you listen to an episode, I almost I listen to I talk about my dogs almost every you single episode. <laughs> I have to. Um, but there's just something so special about 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 you know. Um, you know, bring an, an bring an animal from, yeah. you know, a very you know unfortunate situation, right? Like both my dogs were strays and you know got into shelters, and um, now they are the two most spoiled dogs in the world, um, which is exactly how it should be. Um, and though I, you know, they are the reason I do everything that I do, frankly. Um, and that I mean that has to be it because that they the way that they they look at me that's that's the Aww. way that I that I you know the, if, and it really like right like that like I saw like something something somewhere at some point right about like why like why do dogs like like not live as long as humans do mm -hmm. it's because they figure out very like much earlier than the rest of us that life is all about you know the about living it to the absolute fullest potential yeah. and so they don't have to live as long because they don't have as much to figure out as we do right um and so that's unfortunate so much smarter so much, so much smarter than they than we are right but that that's that's my that's my most precious because i love I them love so that. much of course so, now yeah. when did you rescue them um so i rescued moira um who's my youngest my younger dog like moira, moira. Is. Um, Stop it! Of yeah, course it is. Of course it is. Um, <laughs> she is about to turn two, um, and I and I got her when she, shortly after she was born. Um, and then Forrest um, is about to turn seven years old, Aww. and I got him when he was one. Um, and so he's he, so he's so been special. about around for about six years. Was that hard the transition to get them together, or did they kind of click immediately? Oh, they were BFFs immediately. Um, but I was, but I honestly I was more. I think and I, like because you know when you are are nervous about something, but like you don't you can't tell if it's because of the way that other people are going to react or if it's because you. of the way that yeah. you're going to react. Yeah. That's how I felt. I was like, what if they like each other better than they than they like me? But like, <laughs> it's, it's the three of us are like no. three peats in it's the pod. pod. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. So yeah, I awesome. mean, we, they they have the best life in the world or two lives in the of world as far as do. I'm concerned. So of course they do. <laughs> so I think that. Um, 
they're such a beautiful thing with rescued pets. Our cat and our dog are both rescue. Um, our reptiles are picked up out of things. Mm -hmm. So, um, kind of. We rescued them from being in a cage, right? Sure. So, yeah, yeah sure. there they are. Yeah. Um, but Bear, he's our Dutch Shepherd. He is two. And we got him two weeks before um, our chase we had had. He was dropped in my lap three days before I got engaged to my husband. Oh, wow. So, oh. we had him for... Um, Years and years and years. He was almost 15. Had been through. Uh, he was one of our princes because you know me, right? So I did not have. <laughs> you ready for this? During yeah. our wedding, which was called the Hendrickson Halusa, because that's what we do. And I walked down the aisle to a Cascada um, techno song because that's who I because am. That's who you are. That's well. who I am. And um, my wedding cake was a different tier for every bridesmaid, which I didn't call them bridesmaid. They were my divas. Oh and I had gosh. princes and divas. And I it was wish the, I knew you at that Oh, time. my goodness. It was amazing. And we got married at my granny and gramps who have since passed at their farm. Um, and it was just 14 acres of land. I always told them, since I was a little girl, I'm like, I'm going to get married here. And my granny was like, honey, it's okay if you change your mind. I was like, mm. oh, no. Like, no this is what happening. I'm doing. And the second that, and Nick knew even before, I mean, we knew very, very early on in a relationship that that was going to be it. I was like, that's where we're going. Everyone's going to have, and his family was all from Illinois, or most of them, the close mm -hmm. ones, and and we made that happen. Um, and we even had some of the family from New England that came down. And mm. it was it was such a special, as anyone else will tell you, it's super hot. But I was pretty. <laughs> so let's focus on that. Um, but it was just, it was, it was um, absolutely perfect and absolutely me. And that's what the wedding should be, right? Yeah. Is a reflection of the bride. Right. And, um, and I love that. Mm. I loved, and, and there was so much joy yeah. in that. Yeah. Uh, but sweet little Chase, he he had a tie on, and he walked oh, down that aisle with my best friend's babies. So and sweet. He was a terrier mutt. And um, anyway, Chase Kingsley, he was precious. And anyone that was Chase knew how just amazing he was. And we knew he was coming. It was, it was coming to an end, right? Mm -hmm. And we ended up rescuing Bear. I saw Bear on a pond of prayer, which is a local rescue. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal. Love Judy's them. great. Yes. And I fell in love with him because we love Need to Breathe and Bear is the lead singer of Bear and Heart. And he was a shepherd mix. My granny and gramps grew up with shepherds and so we mm. always had them. And it just, I can't tell you. I was like, Nick, I know you don't want a second dog. I'm like, mm. look at him. Yes. Yeah. And he was okay with it. And it was yeah. just so, you know, when things yeah, like yeah. that happen, you're right. like, okay, we're doing it. Yeah. And he was so scared. He was only three months when we got him, but it was clearly, we both think that something happened because if you ever, put your hand even near his face, he would cower. Oh, and, yeah. and I'm like, you, you're so little. Uh, How yeah. did something already happen? Right, right. And it, it just makes you so sad. But yeah. th two weeks later, we ended up having to put Chase down. Oh. And the fact that it worked out in the way that mm -hmm. my yeah. kids didn't have to be as sad, not that they weren't affected, but right. because we had the new shiny puppy, yeah. right? And it was just a beautiful thing. And Finnick, our cat, who we had rescued, he was about six months old, and mm. um, my husband's work, he had never, y'all can roll your eyes because I know that this is not what you intended. <laughs> um, he, he had um, always had an old dog. So the only thing he could do is lay with Chase. Like Chase was not playful. He, he was an alpha dog, so he didn't want to share the mm. spotlight. Um, and he was my best friend in my shadow. And so it took him a little bit after he passed to, to grieve and to go through that and then to realize, oh my gosh, I have a best friend. So they are best friends oh, only a year apart. And it is so fun. But there is something so joyful yeah. and joyous about a puppy 
all puppies are great, but especially ones that have yeah, been rescued right, because right. you know that they've been through something yeah. and they look at you with such gratitude. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it is the most joyful thing to come home and you know that someone is going to be happy to yeah, see right, you. Right. 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 I know. I used to get so angry with my dog when my um, my older dog, who's 80 pounds, would, <laughs> would jump on me when I came home. But now I'm just like, you know what? I'm like, is anyone else jumping on, on me when I get home? No. And this so therefore, yeah, so I should be a little more grateful yes. for that. So. And celebrate yeah. life. Go yeah. get a rescue. Life. Shout out to you upon a prayer. <laughs> they, they follow me around everywhere, and I, and I love them. So I love that. Yeah. And, you know, what I'm constantly surprised at is how amazing it is. I, I used to, you know, we brought up Michael Krista. I used to tell him at the beginning, um, I really want to make this around what, what people find most precious. Mm. But I don't want everyone to say the same answers. Because, right. right, you think generally right. you're going to get family or yeah, yeah, whatever. Playground. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I am so, oh, just so delighted that mm. that is not what happens. Yeah. Because mm. everyone, once again, everyone is so different yeah. that what you find most precious, and doesn't mean that that is absolutely yeah, right. the most precious of all. Oh, no, today family. is, yeah, yeah. right, no. <laughs> but today, this is what you are the most grateful right. for. And I think that's amazing that it changes because mm. so often, we only focus on the few things, the family and the job and the house and right. the shelter. Right. Instead of saying, oh, my gosh, thank you. I mean, I can't say it's because my legs don't work. But, <laughs> you know, thank you f- to be able to get around. Thank you that we have mm-hmm. a car or transportation. And um, thank you for all of these that we have grocery stores, that we're not having to walk 30 miles to get water out of a river. Mm-hmm. Right. Just all of these things that we take for granted. And I don't mean to get like hippy dippy on y'all. Yeah. But um I think it's there's something so special in being be looking for what you are most grateful for almost every day. Mm. Because then yeah. you can wake up, and that's another challenge, right? Yeah. I know we've given y'all a few challenges on how to celebrate <laughs> life, and they're right. like, we, we've already written right. down enough, yeah. but We're there. <laughs> be, be grateful. Right. right. Be grateful, and be grateful if you have not been through something that your podcast specifies right. and shares. Right. Be grateful you haven't been there, and be encouraging and understanding and willing to help those who yeah. have been through hardships that you don't understand yeah because yeah. we can't Even understand just telling them that their hair looks great exactly right. <laughs> which you should do every time you see me awesome liam I do that all the time you're the best thank you <laughs> thank so you. much yes. and y'all go check out crime over wine as always have a wonderful week i hope that you have been able to engage with us and that something has uh, encouraged you today choose to be kind choose to be grateful choose to encourage And we'll see you next week for another episode of Heather's Most Precious. Bye, y'all. Heather's Most Precious is brought to you with love by the Hendrickson Agency, an insurance agency serving all of Georgia and Tennessee. The Hendrickson Agency, properly protecting your most precious possessions. Support for Heather's Most Precious is provided by Study.com, which offers SAT and ACT study materials and even has resources for AP and college credit courses. Listeners of Heather's Most Precious get 30% off their first three months of any subscription level with offer code PRECIOUS. Just go to Study.com and use offer code PRECIOUS at checkout. Heather's Most Precious is produced by Chattanooga Podcast Studios and is part of the Podnooga Network. Find out more at ChattanoogaPodcastStudios.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back soon with another episode of Heather's Most Precious.
proud member of the Podnuga Network.